Hello and welcome to another episode of Fun Kids Meets, which is where we bring to you some of the most interesting people on the planet. And we've got someone making their Fun Kids Meets debut this week. It's Robin, everybody. Welcome Robin along. Big round of applause for Robin. <laughs> Hello and welcome. Hello. I'm very excited. I feel very privileged to be here, Sean. Do you like that? We really sort of rolled out the welcome. We like to make the new people feel extra welcome when they, <laughs> when they come and get involved with the channel. Yeah, I feel, um, I feel like I might be the queen. Perhaps. I think, yeah, absolutely. Sorry, you can, you can just get grab Bex's crown, stick it on your head. Just don't tell her that we gave it to you. <laughs> I'll take it, I'll take it. And who have you been chatting to recently, Robin? Well, I might have been chatting to the showrunner from Looney Tunes. Yes, please. I know, it was very exciting. Um, very official, it felt, as I am such a <laughs> Looney Tunes fan. Um, but yeah, it was so much fun. So Peter Brangart, the showrunner for, they're essentially rebooting some of the old classic Looney Tunes characters, aren't they? Yeah, they are, but they're like coming back with a whole new twist. It's like Looney Tunes, like, I guess in the future where we are now, which is really cool. Oh, so essentially putting the old classic Looney Tunes characters in modern day scenarios. It is. There might be Alexis thrown in there, you know? So Looney Tunes using all the modern day technology, Porky Pig with an iPhone. I mean, this is going to be huge. It is huge, honestly. The only thing is, is I'm like, how come Alex understands Bugs Bunny but doesn't understand me, you know? <laughs> yeah, come on. That's not fair, is it? That's not fair. No, it's the Scottish, isn't it? It's not fair, that. <laughs> it's not fair to our Scottish friends, that, at all. <laughs> did you manage to watch any of the episodes? Yes, I did. I got a sneaky preview of two of the episodes um, and they were very funny. And I can't lie, I did watch them over and over. <laughs> <laughs> that that that's usually the surefire sign of something being decent isn't it it was like i don't actually need to watch it again but i'm gonna pretend i'm working and watch it again just get that on absolutely uh were there any little behind the scenes of um of the of the interview that you could share with us we like a good Do behind you... the scenes peek yeah well of course it was on um zoom because of uh well one because they were in america which is very <laughs> cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I weirdly didn't have my private jet to hand. So. I was going to say, like, we, we were about to say, oh, because of the pandemic. It's like, you know, if it wasn't a pandemic, we'd be flying Robin out there, first class, to sit and chat to Peter. It'd be lovely. Nice hotel. That's it. Uh, I was going to say because it's 2021, <laughs> but I can't lie. I think it would be the same. <laughs> Though I, when I uh, logged on, I logged on a little bit early because I was like, oh, you know, keen bean. Yep. And I logged on and I was very surprised. There was like 15 people on the Zoom call. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, okay, if I wasn't nervous already, I certainly am now. And you're kind of like, I'm sure you're all lovely, but why have you got to be here? Why are you all here? Can't just one of you watch and then tell the rest? Like... <laughs> That's it. I'm like, don't you all have places to be? Like, it was like in the morning over there. Um, and I think I was the first interview of the day, which was really cool. But um, it means they're all just kind of sitting waiting on me. And I was like, hi, guys. It is. Like, I've got to tell you, it is very nerve wracking, even if me and Robin were having our conversation now. But there were just other strangers watching us have it it'd be so strange wouldn't it like yeah because you think about it like that doesn't really happen in life like you know what I mean it's, it isn't it is an abnormal like situation I guess an interview um but I'm not used to maybe like quite so many people looking on <laughs> that's for sure always the way always the way with these showbiz interviews um a little thing we do on fun kids meets robin is called uh, fun kids meets bingo because it doesn't really have a catchier name than that <laughs> Love it. Um, so essentially what I do is that I try and guess what you and Peter 
chatted about in the interview and then we'll sit back and listen to it and then we'll see how right I was at the end. So you don't have to give anything away now. Um, I'm okay. just going to use my powers of deduction, my hunches to think what you are going to chat about. Um, one of the things that I think you will chat about is your favourite Looney Tune. I think mm-hmm. that you, you'd you be sharing with Peter being like, this is my favourite one. They better be in it. They better be in the episodes. That's just that's one little guess that I'm going to have. So we're going to hear like about that. your favourite Looney Tune. Are just... you going to guess which Looney Tune you think it is? Oh, okay. Uh, go on, really go for it. I reckon, I reckon the skunk, Pepe Le Pew. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just think he's a bit of a charmer. I think he might just like the cut of his jib. Okay, I'll, I'll leave. I'll leave you waiting to find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon I'm definitely right with that one. I think I'm spot on. Um, I think the second one that we we'll do um, is like mentions of niche characters. Like we've said, uh, we we briefly said about it bringing back old school Looney Tunes characters. I think there might be a mention of one of the more niche characters because you know you give your bugs bunnies your daffy ducks you know easy peasy mm. but i reckon there might be who's a niche one i could think of i don't know if I, do you remember marvin the martian the little the little alien fella with like a broom on his head and he had a really weird little voice and that's not really great marvin the martian impression, <laughs> but that, that. i think you should have got that gig to be <laughs> honest yeah, where was my where was my call for that voiceover gig <laughs> okay that that's that I'm not going to give anything away, actually. Okay, okay. So Marvin the Martian being mentioned. And this is curveful. I don't think this is going to be in it. But some sort of like Looney Tunes personality test. Like, you know, sometimes when you're on the internet, it's like, which Looney Tunes character are you? I think you might try and work out which Looney Tunes characters you may be. Oh, this is good. I almost want to tell you the answer, but I guess we should listen instead. <laughs> Let's sit back, listen, have some popcorn and maybe some other snacks, a uh, beverage, and uh, we will hear Robin chat to Peter Grangart. Well, hello, Pete. Thank you so Hi. much for joining me. Oh, of course, no problem. Nice to be here. And we're so excited to have a brand new Looney Tunes. But of course, oh, cool. even though it's brand new, we have our classic characters in there. We've got Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck. But the question is, who else can we expect to see? Oh, we we, uh, we dug deep. There is some deep cuts of uh, characters that haven't been um, featured in a really long time. We have Cecil Turtle coming up. We have Beaky Buzzard. We have uh, Charlie Dog. We have, of course, Tweety and Sylvester. That's sort of the main guys. We have um, the the Russian dog, which we renamed as Bonehead for um, that's an old Bob Clampett character from Hair Ribbon, a classic cartoon from the 1940s. We have, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot. We really the Three Bears. There's, there's a lot of uh, Marvin the Martian. You know, all all of them. There's a lot, so many iconic characters to pull from. I and mean, of course, Tasmanian Devil. Just. We had in our um, story room where we did all our writing and storyboarding for the shorts, we had a, um, a poster that uh, I don't know what illustrator did it, but from the 90s of all the Looney Tunes cast. And we would go up to it and go like, OK, who's the next on the uh, on the docket to to make a short with? So we tried to pull from all the all the classic characters, even the obscure ones. That's even more exciting than we thought. Amazing. <laughs> now we have the total classics and, of course, some of the ones that we didn't expect to see. This is brilliant news. Now, of course, they're always on another adventure and somehow trying to get out of trouble that they've usually got themselves into. <laughs> so my question is, what is your 
favorite adventure that they go on in this new show? God, there's so many good ones. Um, I love the Curse of the Monkey Bird, which is our first episode because it was our first sort of our first attempt to bring back the Looney Tunes in this in this way in this form, um, uh, making them sort of jungle explorers. Corky and Daffy was really fun. It's sort of a kind of a loose parody of of you know Treasure of the Sierra Madre, the, the old movie, but also uh, Indiana Jones and stuff like that. Also, we have one um, coming down the line where Bugs encounters the Gremlin from the old Bob Clampett cartoon. Um, but this time the Gremlin's in a self-driving car. So Bugs has to uh, try to get this Gremlin out of the self-driving car. And, and save, of course, save of course. <laughs> a little look into the future there as well, right? Yes, exactly. We wanted to sort of make it have an old feeling to the old, like the classic shorts, but also bring some uh, contemporary ideas into it where Maybe they, the the Looney Tunes characters have never encountered before. Like, um, like we have one where uh, Porky Pig has a smart home, kind of an Alexa kind of device in his home. But because poor Porky suffers from stuttering, Alexa screws up everything. So and sort of puts Porky Pig through the uh, rigmarole of uh, of daily life in his house, his new house. <laughs> I feel like I can totally relate being Scottish. Alexa never <laughs> understands me. <laughs> I got a New York accent at times because I grew up in New York, so it doesn't it doesn't always understand me as well. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. What would you say, Pete, is your favorite part of the process? Um, well, I love I love the storyboard process and sort of conceiving the idea and writing them and, and sort of the, the germ of the that starts the whole the whole process, but. Um, my favorite thing is really getting to work with such amazing artists. I mean, I have such incredible caliber of, of artists on the show and animators that I was able to bring together that all love Looney Tunes and we were all to sort of have work at a common goal. So working with the, the talented crew is probably one of my favorite parts. Uh, the, the, you know, before COVID hit, the day to day in the studio was really uh, so much fun. It really, we tried to, you know, uh, create a community and a family of, of artists that that love these these old shorts and and be able to um, to make to make them. So of course you know the characters way better than anyone else. So I wondered if you'd be able to help us out in the following situations. Sure. Okay. So which character would you call upon and why to help you out when you need someone to convince your mom that you can go out to play for an extra half hour? Hmm. Probably Bugs Bunny, just because he kind of the smartest guy in the room, kind of knows, always knows what the right thing to say, say, and he always knows how to trick that Elmer Fudd or that Yosemite Sam. So I would say he probably could do a good job convincing your mom or dad to uh, to give you that extra time to play out the, outside. That's who I was thinking, because Bugs Bunny's so charming as well. He is like, very charming. Who could resist? Right, exactly. <laughs> okay, so you've made a mistake and you've accidentally locked your sister in the cupboard. Who'd you get to help? Good question. Maybe Daffy Duck, because Daffy always works different jobs. We have one cartoon where he's a plumber. We got one where he's a shoe shiner. So he knows how to do a lot of different odds and ends and jobs. So he probably could pick those locks and get, get, get them out of the cupboard. That would be amazing. It could be a locksmith, right? Yeah, and it would probably be pretty silly, whatever he does. It'd probably be, He probably wouldn't do it the normal way. He'd probably bring up the, the, the large equipment to, to take the door off or something. <laughs> yeah, who needs a screwdriver, right? <laughs> who needs a screwdriver when you can have an axe? <laughs> 
Now, I've got one here. There's a scary dog in the garden trying to eat all of your picnic, and you really need someone to scare him away. Scary dog. Tweety Bird would probably take care of that, I think. You know, Tweety, yeah. Tweety would come up with some, some he, Tweety's very, very cute, but he's also very devilish at times. So he probably could get, get rid of that dog because he always gets rid of that bad old putty tat. So. <laughs> It's very true. I had Sam in mind as well. Yes, that's true. Sam, Sam is very, very tough. <laughs> he takes care of business. <laughs> Absolutely. So I've got one last one for you. You'd love to make friends with some aliens. Who do you think could uh, help? Oh, Marvin the Martian, for sure. I mean, he does always want to destroy the Earth, but maybe if he had something that benefited him, him and Mars, that uh, he maybe would lend a hand to, uh, to solve that problem. Amazing. Thank you so much for your help, Pete. So, Pete, if you were uh, Looney Tunes character, who do you think you'd be? I'd probably be Daffy Duck. Um, I, um, I, I, I expand the whole, whole spectrum of emotions that I, I sometimes I get real crazy. Sometimes I get kind of bad. Sometimes I get silly. So I, I kind of really relate to Daffy. Daffy can kind of ping pong all around uh, depending on what he encounters in his day. So. So I take it you're a Looney Tunes fan before. Are you an even bigger one now? I am. And uh, I grew up loving the Looney Tunes. I wanted to be an animator and a cartoonist at a very early age. And, and they were the pinnacle, the, the, um, the, the ultimate cartoons ever made, in my opinion, were Looney, the classic Looney Tunes cartoons. And to be able to, to uh, have, these, have the time and, and the opportunity and the fortune to, to be able to make some new ones it was a dream come true and uh, definitely a career high for me. And um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I hope to work for many years with these characters. I think they're such great characters that all, all of the world can relate to and of all cultures and all people. And they sort of speak to our, our condition, our common condition as people of Earth. <laughs> I have always wondered, how do you make them so funny? Is it just off the cuff or does it take work? We actually are very uh, technical about sort of dissecting the old cartoons and understanding how the jokes were structured and how the writing was written. And um, also a very respectful of the character pairings. We always kept it the classic pairings, meaning as, you know, Bugs Bunny versus Elmer Fudd or Bugs Bunny versus yeah. Sam or Tweety versus Sylvester or Porky and Daffy together versus something. So it's because they, the creators of, of the classic shorts were, they, they made them paired for a reason to sort of make the comedy work. So there's opposing personalities for, so, so you're able to write it easier and sort of put them in situations or scenarios where they can uh, be funny and uh, write funny stories. So, um, but yeah, it's a, a lot of us would get in a room and we'd do a lot of sketches and doodles and put them up on the wall and sort of pitch ideas to each other and whatever made us laugh the most, we kept going down that route and uh, tried to make a cartoon out of it. I have watched them twice already today because they're just so funny. Oh, thank you so much. That's very nice of you to say. Now, we cannot wait to catch it, Pete. So where can we watch it here in the UK? Uh, the Looney Tunes cartoons will be premiering June 7th on Boomerang. So tune in and uh, get your tune full. <laughs> we'll get it in the diaries, right? Absolutely. <laughs> June 7th is the day. <laughs> thank you so much. My, my pleasure. Good luck. <laughs> What an excellent man Peter Brangart was. I know, really cool, right? 
That is excellent. And I love hearing about all like, the behind the scenes stuff of things that we've loved for so long, like the Looney Tunes. I know. And I think as well, like you don't realise that everything that you kind of watch or you find funny has got so much thought behind it. And I think that like that's what I really loved about when I was chatting to Peter and he was kind of telling me like how how they kind of go about things. Yeah, like how much detail they go go into is absolutely amazing. And when you're just watching it, you're just thinking like, yeah, that's just funny. That's just funny. And it's all great. I know, exactly. And did you love our game that we played about um, who would you call upon in certain situations to help you out? I'm going to get onto that. I'm going to get onto that as we go into the Fun Kids Meets Bingo reveals. Um, Because I think that might count for one that I guessed. You may disagree, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, Let's start with um, the first guess, which was your favourite Looney Tune. And we we didn't get it. We didn't hear it. No, I know. (laughs) I know, I know, but um, I hate to tell you, it's actually Bugs Bunny. Oh, I was going to say Bugs Bunny. But Where are thought, you? You know, it's a bit easy, isn't it? I thought you might have gone for... I mean, Pepe Le Pew was a bold shout. <laughs> it was niche. It was niche. I thought, yeah, let's let's go niche. Speaking of niche, Marvin the Martian, my man gets a little mention. He's going to be making a return. He is going to be making a return, and I was really chuffed about it because, like you say, we knew the old classics would be coming back, but having um, the kind of like more niche characters as well, um, like you've missed out in a gig there, you know. Oh, you no, could have totally done it. No, I reckon could have totally that done it. If I, if I, if, oh, if someone would have told me that Marvin was going to make a comeback, then my audition would have been in the post. Absolutely. <laughs> and finally, I so I said a Looney Tunes personality test. I reckon the game that you played with Peter about which Looney Tune you'd get to help you do stuff. I think that counts. Think. You reckon? <laughs> All right, then. I'll give you it, Sean. I'll give you it. I'll give you it. Because I guess you would have to know their personalities to know who would help. Yeah. See? Right. I reckon I get, I'm going to give myself half a point for that. <laughs> I'm too soft on you. That's what it is. Well, that's it. Oh, yeah, by, by the time of your second episode, you're going to be like, no, no points for you. <laughs> no points for you. I'm no, the queen of fun no. kids meets. <laughs> well, Robin, thanks so much for hanging out with us. No, thank you for having me. It's been so much fun and I hope you enjoyed the interview. And uh, we will be finding out more about interesting people next week on Fun Kids Meet. So make sure you smash that follow button. And if you had a lovely time, make sure you let us know in the reviews. See you next week. Bye. All right, um, it's got some amazingly pink and white flowers. The leaves look quite kind of f- like um, kind of furry, you know what I mean? It's a warm spring day in late March, and ever since the leaves have started to come out, Roby Joe has been wondering why some trees lose their leaves and some don't, and also like how the trees know when it's time to shed their leaves. To find out, join us on the conversations Curious Kids wherever you get your podcasts.